With the call of today's game on CBS Sports, it's our good friend Ian Eagle. Week 11 is here. Can you believe it, Ian? How did we get here, JP? It, it feels like a blur in many ways, and I know it's been such strange circumstances, but somehow week after week, the NFL is playing its schedule, and although it's been circuitous, here we are at week 11. Week 11, but the league is on intensive protocol. Every team in the NFL the rest of the way that was announced this week has to, to do the intensive protocol. The Jags had to go through it a, a few weeks ago when they had the practice squad. Every team has to be on this, and they're just doing it to ensure they're doing everything they can to make sure all these games are played. Yeah, I can just tell you from a personal perspective of starting the season, CBS had protocols in place. We've followed them from day one. We've had no production meetings in person. That includes team meetings and our own personal group. Saturday nights, that was always a big part of the weekend, getting together, getting into a conference room, swapping ideas, taking a look at the graphics and the video. And now all of that is being done virtually. And what I have seen over the last few weeks are some cases popping up within the broadcast ranks. And that's not surprising. Just because you work for a broadcast network doesn't mean that you are impervious to this. As the numbers rise across the country, it's only natural that uh, some of these situations are going to flare up. So the NFL's perspective, uh, they want to keep their guys safe. That has been the goal from day one, but a lot of it is still on the honor system when the players leave the facility, that they're doing the right things. And that's the part that is a helpless feeling if you're the NFL. That was the difference with the NBA. When they bubbled up, they knew where everybody was. They knew what they were doing. And they understood that it was going to take a collective effort to stay healthy. And they had no issues, very few hurdles. The NFL is dealing with a completely different animal here. Ian Eagle with us. And, and yeah, the other part of it too, you might know where your immediate family is, but Uncle Larry in for Thanksgiving, you have no yeah. idea where he's been. And that's the big challenge with the Thanksgiving holiday coming up. Steelers Jaguars this week, uh, you know, it's always a physical matchup. Regular season series tied 12 12 all time. The Jags won those two playoff games. How many Steelers Jaguars games have you called just <laughs> to throw it out there? I've probably had three or four through the years. When I broke into CBS and Jacksonville was starting to ride that Tom Coughlin, Mark Brunel, Tony Baselli, Fred Taylor wave, they were getting the premier game. And a lot of times it was Greg Gumbel and Phil Sims in town, along with Armin Katayan, who was the sideline reporter. And rightfully so. They, they earned it. And then as the years went on, like everything, these matchups change and where you are in the standings, Pittsburgh has been so consistent, as we know. Uh, they've probably been the most consistent team in the NFL over my 23 years at CBS. We know that New England has been the, the championship level team for most of that time. But Pittsburgh, tr truly, you know what you're going to get. There are so few dips along the way. And I find it interesting because, look, I don't take a lot out of previous matchups, certainly when the personnel changes, to look back at the divisional game that I called for CBS a few years ago and try to apply that to this Pittsburgh-Jacksonville game. You really can't. But 
you do know what you're going to get with the Steelers. And it doesn't matter who's wearing that uniform. They're going to play physical. They're going to play hard. And they're going to step on your throat if they have a chance to do so. Mike Tomlin, I have a lot of respect for him, for how he coaches his team, how he leads his guys, and the kind of program that they continue to run. It's been a pretty amazing stretch for this franchise. And right now they're – they're up there with all the teams that you would talk about that could win a Super Bowl. They're in that conversation, of course, undefeated. But even beyond that, I'm not sure, JP, we've seen their offense at their best just yet. There are still explosion plays to be had. Their running game has been mediocre to subpar, and they've replaced it with a short passing game. So it's working for them. But I still think there's room to grow offensively. You still have Big Ben pulling the trigger back there, though. And he's getting it out faster than anyone in the league this year. 2.31 seconds, time to throw. Next-gen stats, Ian. We're, we're doing that now. <laughs> all, the, yeah. all that stuff. So he gets it out quickly, and he gets it out to those playmakers. And if they break a tackle, then those big plays come. But it, it seems like they've, they've changed a little bit of that over the years or over the last couple of years with Ben considering his health issues and such, you know, he used to hold it a lot longer. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's gotten smarter over time. Look, he is really a, a fearless guy when it comes to holding on to the football, trying to create a play. He will tell you that he might be more athletic than others have given him credit for. And he is, sneaky athletic in getting away from defenders and and finding openings to to make something happen down the field but what I do think they've done with Randy Feekner with Matt Canada the QB coach they put some new things into play here and there's a new mentality of hey you've got guys that when they catch the football they can make it happen it doesn't have to be the 45 yard pass downfield anymore that was their offense with Antonio Brown And rightfully so. Antonio was a game-breaker. Their receivers are still explosive, but maybe in a different way. And they've been really smart in how they run their offense. And I think Ben has been really smart. And he's throwing the football as well as I've seen. It's, It's pretty incredible when you think of it. Look, there are quarterbacks that come into this league every year trying to unseat starters. And the fact that we've had this core group that could hold on to a starting job and play at a Hall of Fame level for 13 years, 14, 15, 17 years. I, I don't know if this is the norm or we've just grown used to it. I don't believe we're going to see this again and again. And I know there are great players that come through the ranks. There's a finite number that can play at this level, and we just happen to be at a time in the NFL where we've seen a bunch of them. Ian Eagle with us, CBS Sports. We go from that conversation to a guy who's making his third career start in the National Football League and Jake Luton, Jaguars quarterback. He's done some good things. He's obviously has a very limited sample size so far, um, but he's got the opportunity to prove that he deserves to be in the league in some capacity. I think that's the thing for him. His performance the last two weeks and now the, the greatest challenge he's had so far against the Steelers defense. It's another young guy, another late round draft pick. And I feel like that's been the story around here the last couple of years. Yeah. I, when you're a GM in the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, you will go to your grave telling people why you made the selection that you made. 
And oftentimes it's the bigger names and the higher scrutiny level of players that will curb and affect your reputation. So if I'm a talent evaluator and James Robinson emerges and you can get credit in some form for finding and discovering James Robinson, you just grapple that and, and put it onto your personal resume as quickly as possible. Jake Luton would qualify if he has a 10-year NFL career, even in a backup role or spot starter, as a sixth-round draft pick at quarterback, that goes on your resume. Uh, that's on there forever. So, yeah, this is a really important time for him to, to show that he belongs. You nailed it. Yeah, not to be a starter in this league. That'll take care of itself. If he's the real deal, eventually either the Jaguars will determine that or other teams will figure it out. First and foremost, you have to prove that you belong. And I've seen a few occasions, more than a few, JP, where – a guy's been in the league at quarterback for four years and he's making backup money and he gets a second contract and maybe he gets a little more than backup money. And then the starter goes down and he's got to actually play. And after one game, you realize he can't do it. He can't do it. So the goal in some ways for backup quarterbacks that know deep down, they're not starting quarterbacks is, Hey, I'm just going to keep going on this path until somebody taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, it's over. Or if you're the guy like Jake Luton that gets the opportunity, you got to make good on it. You got to deliver to some degree. And I think in his first two games, he's proven with his attitude and enough of a command right now that he can handle the bigger stage. This is a different level though. He's going against the Steeler team. Uh, they're out for blood. Final thought with you here. Uh, you mentioned one of those names, James Robinson. Uh, rookie running back, undrafted guy, playing really well this year. Miles Jack on the defensive side, we know him well. He's already on yep. a second contract. He's playing at what could be a Pro Bowl level. But the challenge is the team record. They're 1-8. and eight. They're not going to get the recognition nationally because of the circumstances around here. And that just doesn't seem fair, but that's the, the lay of the land. First of all, I don't even think they're playing a Pro Bowl this year. So that, that's the first thing. So the idea that players won't go – Nobody's going, as far as I know. With that said, I think both guys are getting talked about, and they're not going unnoticed. Miles Jack is having the best year of his career. He has certainly been the best player on that side of the ball, and that's not going unnoticed. And his reputation has been very good before this year. So now it's just adding to it. And James Robinson, I remember when Arian Foster broke into the league, and there was this incredulous, skeptical feeling initially, like, ah, I don't know, everybody uh, didn't see what we're seeing now, and at some point, uh, the bubble might burst. No, 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 no. When you're talented, and it shows, week in and week out, people pay attention, and James Robinson will get the recognition. He's a tremendous story, but the production also has, has matched the narrative. Ian, always great to visit with you. Always appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again down the line very soon and have a great call. Yeah, appreciate it, JP. All the best to you, and uh, keep uh, crushing it.